Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Morning church, how are we going today? Good, that is awesome. Hey, it's a great, great time to be talking about Jesus, we're getting to Christmas, all the fun things, and I, don't know, I think it's pretty fitting to talk about Jesus at church, so I'm glad we're, we're focusing on it this month as we look at who He is, because that is the season we are in the middle of, right? Yeah, you can, I don't know, we, we all get it, it's, it's Christmas, it's busy, there's friends, there's family, every weekend and every second day is a Christmas party that you have to attend and buy a secret Santa gift for that you're going to throw out later and there's so many things going on and we can almost start to lose sight of, again, Jesus at Christmas. But I I think it is so hard to take the Christ out of Christmas, right? It is who He is, is who it is all about and I, I guess even more than that is it's not just about little baby Jesus, Right? It's not just about our little baby in the crib, the nativity scene, and how nice and pretty and precious, but it is about who Jesus is as a person, who Jesus is, his whole character, who he came to be, what he came to do for us, and what that means for us. It's not a separate Jesus. It's not at Christmas is the little baby, and this is nice, and then Easter it's the strong and powerful Jesus, and it's the same Jesus, right? And what he did, and I think it's just a great thing to remember as we come to Christmas, we look at who Jesus is, is that we remember that everything changed for us. Isn't that true? Everything changed for us when Jesus came down to earth. That moment when that nativity scene took place, when Jesus was born in a little stinky manger, right? When, when that took place, come on, your price was paid. Jesus paid the price. And when your freedom was guaranteed, the mistakes crossed out, the, the battle won. The losing battle, really, that we were in was won, was, was signified, was stamped through Christ. That is who our Jesus is. And again, not just the little baby one, but the whole of Jesus, who he is. So there's so many names as we look to who Jesus is and, and what he means for us and what he has done for us. So many names through the Bible that, that we could go on that I, I could just probably spend the whole time just, just listing off the names of Jesus and what they mean. But as we look to Jesus, we see that he's our saviour, our redeemer, our, our, our friend, our Lord. Doug talked about it last week, our victor. He's our peace, our comfort, the author of eternal salvation, the bread of life, the cornerstone, the deliverer, the good shepherd, Emmanuel, that's a good one, king of kings, lamb of God, that the list can go on to who Jesus is. And all of these things, is they're not just titles that he's been given, right? It wasn't just name bag, slap on, change of job description for the year. It is, these are all parts of who he is and, and what, again, it signifies for us. And so today, as we, we, we dive into some of these specifically to look at who Jesus is and what these names mean for us, what it means for me, how it means that as you go to work tomorrow, as you go out to the, the next Christmas party, probably tonight, that you know who Jesus is and that it means something that has changed the very fabric of our world. So I want to look at one particular thing today, and you might have already seen this scripture as you've walked in. We've got it on a few things around because it's a pretty good Christmas scripture, but it talks about the, the arrival of Jesus, right? It's a prophecy about Jesus to come. It's found in Isaiah 9 verse 6. It says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called 
wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. See, right there, we've got a pretty good description of going, well, who is Jesus? We answer it right there. This is something again prophesied about him a great way going, what sort of king is Jesus going to be? What sort of saviour are we going to have? Well, he is going to be a wonderful counsellor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. There's so much there that it tells us again for the people of Israel as this prophecy was given to them. As, as they were under oppression, as they were losing the battle, to know that, hey, this is the king you're going to have, not like the other ones that have failed before, not like the other ones that have turned away, that have been wicked, that have done these things, but this one, he, this is the one, will be different. And it means the same for us. Come on, whatever your experience has been as what you know about God or things that have happened in your life, there, there is a, a prophecy that we can hold on to going, Jesus is different. He is unlike every other authority figure we've looked up to, unlike every role model you've had, unlike every father figure, parent, whatever it might be, Jesus is different. It's so important that we don't reflect onto him what we've, what we've gone through. Going, well, that's what the everlasting Father is. That's what mighty God means. But really, everything we've experienced when it comes to a Savior, when it comes to, to help, when it comes to a role model, is actually just a reflection of Him. And it might be imperfect, but that doesn't mean the source is any what corrupted. Come on, He is perfect. And these descriptions, it just means so much. But I, I think as, as we look through those names, there's one that I, I believe stands out. And I was doing some research into this, looking through the Bible, I found uh, something by the author of Herbert Stevenson. I love how he describes this. He talks about one of these descriptions saying, it speaks to the deepest need of the human heart. It is of the utmost comfort and reassurance to every believer individually and to the people of God as a community. I love that. As we go through this, the everlasting Father, mighty God. But really, it's that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I don't know, when I read that, it just hit me and go, man, it is true. As soon as you hear those words, that Jesus will be the Prince of Peace, all of those are fantastic descriptions, all of them mean so much. But when we come to the point that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, it is, there's just something inside of us going, oh, yes, right? We want peace. We want a peace, again, beyond understanding, we want a peace better than we're experiencing. Again, it's December, you've stepped foot into Grand Central before, like you want peace, Right? You want peace in a car park that's free. Right? We want peace. There is something in the human heart that just desires peace. Right? Whether it's external in your world, right? we want work to be easy. Right? Family to be low stress. We want friends that aren't going to cause us drama. We don't want all these things. Again, our people are coming around for Christmas and it's just like, oh gosh, here we go again. Okay, they're going to say this. This person's going to bring this. There's just so much tension. Right? We want peace for our families even beyond us, right? No one is stoked there's more than one war going on currently in the world, right? We want peace. We, we, don't, we don't want to see crimes rising. We want to see peace in our community, peace in, our, in our, our city. We want to see peace there as well and obviously internally as well, right? We want peace where there is stress. We don't want to be anxious. We don't want to have those, those uh, thoughts of depression over our lives, over our family members. We want to see peace, right? We want to be at peace. There's just something in us that wants it. And this is where the great promise of Jesus, that there is something about that promise that he brings of peace from Jesus. It's got to be different. There's got to be something about it. 
Even in Jesus' ministry, when he was on earth preaching, this was a big thing he talked about. In John 14, he says this to, to his followers, this promise, this gift of peace he says to give them. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Man, when you hear those words of, of it being that it's not going to be like what the world has, doesn't that just make you go like, oh, yes. Because I've seen what, uh, I've tasted and seen, I've seen what the world has to offer. I've seen the stress and the hustle of life and I don't want that. I've seen what people have to sacrifice and, and where people just, you see it in them where they've just given up, right? You see those people where they've just settled on a six out of 10 is as good as life's gonna get. That's just my lot. It is what it is. That's just where it is, right? You know, work is always gonna be this stressful. Family's always gonna be this dysfunctional. You know what? It might get a little better, but that is it. Again, when there's the peace of the world or, or peace from out there, Right? We know where it leads. Again, like, oh, I'll just manage my symptoms. I'll, I'll manage my feelings, my emotions. No, but how great that Jesus says, hey, you don't just work on it. Jesus doesn't promise that, hey, if you do these things and download this app and take this medication, you'll, this is the peace you'll get. He promises that the peace I will give you will be unlike any other. Or does he say later? He says, says that it will be beyond understanding. Come on, if you've ever had that moment in life where you're going, surely there is more than this. Surely there is more than this for my work, for my life, for my calling, my family, my ministry, my whatever. Come on, this is the promise of Jesus that there is. There is. We need to remember that. We need to know that. Again, don't reflect your situation where you currently are onto Jesus going, well, that's what it is. Well, that's all it'll be. No, no, no. Remember that, that our world, come on, it, it is a dim reflection of the glory of God. That when we sing the, the things of Emmanuel, God with us, that just isn't nice and handy and he's sitting in the back row somewhere. No, he's right by our side. Again, not the pale reflection, not the pale comparison, but no, a, a companion, a friend, a saviour, a redeemer, a comfort, our peace, our victor is right by our side. Come on, he is with you. So no matter where you are, what you're going through, hold on to that promise of peace that it is not like what the world has offered us. Right? That is his promise, that there is a peace beyond understanding and that in him we have victory. So in all of this, if we know that Jesus is our peace, right? you're probably sitting there and wondering too, well, why don't I feel very peaceful? Right? If Jesus is all of these things, why am I still feeling stressed? If he is the Prince of Peace, why, he, why is he not princing over my life and over what my boss said to me and over all this family drama and all of the stress of the world? Why is he not? Where is it? What's going on? What, am I missing something? Is, have I done something wrong? Is, is it not correct? What is necessarily going on if I'm not feeling peaceful? Because if he's the Prince of Peace, why can't I have some of that too? See, when we, I guess part of this is important to remember, again, peace is not just a job description that Jesus has. It's not just something that when, when someone looked at Jesus and said, he looks pretty peaceful, right? You see the picture of him holding a lamb. He's got a very smooth face. He's stroking the lamb. He's very peaceful and calm. And it's not just, oh, he looks peaceful, so there we go. No, Jesus is the personification of peace. He is peace. So it's not just something he brings or something he does, but it's who he is. 
He's more than just commanding at you to be peaceful. Because that's not very helpful, is it? Again, it's the stop stressing out. Stop worrying. Have you tried just not worrying before? Like, oh my goodness. Let's pray right now. We're done. I just solved all your problems. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I always think of moments like that when you're the few times in the Bible around Jesus' story where there's that command of fear not, right? Again, which is great, which is true, but not very helpful when you're woken up at 2 a.m. in the morning by an angel screaming at you, fear not. Like, man, if I was Mary or Joseph, I would have been more scared. I, I relate more to the story of the, the shepherds, right, in Luke uh, 2, where it says that as they were uh, living out in the f- fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. That would be terrifying, And it is, because they were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. And I love it. I don't know. I'm I'm more them than Mary and Joseph. But I don't know. Again, reality can be terrifying. Hey, the world can be scary. Things we're going through can be tough. Yet the command is still, fear not. But that's not where the story ends. It's not just the full stop to this of, well, Jesus says, fear not, so just stop it. And if you're afraid and if you're worried and you're stressed, you're a bad Christian and you're doing it wrong and you haven't done something right along the way. It's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the peace that he brings. Because what we need to understand, and really my my prayer this week as I've been just preparing for this is I just, I want this to help you. I I want to to see you guys find peace in your life and realize what it is Jesus has for you. What it means to have peace in the middle of the tension. Because that's the reality we live in. It's not just, oh, I've got peace, done. But how do we find the peace of Jesus in the middle of tension where he says, don't let your hearts be troubled, but also in the middle of the tension where he says, there will be wars and calamities and things will go wrong. So Jesus says in Matthew 24, says, you will hear of wars and rumors of war. Nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, there will be earthquakes. So if, how, do we, how do we live in this tension in between where he says, don't be afraid, but also, hey, things are going to go wrong. People are going to come against you. Life can, things will happen that you've got to go through. How do we live in that tension of finding, well, what does that mean? So what does peace look like then if it's not everything is nice and perfect and awesome and easy? There's got to be more to it. See, to find the peace of Jesus, we need to understand, again, what it is we're looking for. And again, what what it is He is bringing, again, that reflection. Is that there's something, again, that always gets lost in translation where we go, what I desire, and then God, what He desires for us. Something will always get a little bit lost in translation there. And we've got to come back to, again, that original reflection, that original source of who God is, who Jesus is, and what He has for us. No, really, I, I think we, we want something that we might not truly understand. Because like many things of Jesus, what he came to bring, who he was, was greater than what the people actually wanted. Right? As you read through the gospel, we see that uh, the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they wanted a teacher. And, and Jesus came as a teacher, but greater than what they were actually wanting. And that was a bit of frustration there. Again, the disciples, they wanted a victor. They wanted someone to come in on a white horse and and kick all the Romans out, give the land back to to Israel. Fantastic. And Jesus was a victor, but in such a greater way where, again, it wasn't just for one group of people in one uh, time of history, but it was for all mankind forever, right? He was a, a teacher greater than. He was a victor greater than. So then in this sense, as he brings peace, we, we need to realize that the peace he's going to bring is greater than what it is we're desiring, greater than what it is we're wanting or even thinking, peace, 
uh, more than we can understand. So what does that actually look like? So as we, we look through this and we look at the word peace or the, the peace that Jesus is offering, right? A, a word for peace that this is in the Hebrew translation, you're, you're probably familiar with this word is shalom, right? Well, you've, you've probably heard it before. It, it generally means peace between two individuals. Uh, people use it as a greeting, right? The word peace means, again, that is that it's between two individuals. But there's another translation of this from the Greek, right? When they use the word peace, it's this uh, translation called irene, which includes the connotation of rest. And so you've got this peace between two individuals and then peace that is, is mostly about rest for one individual. And it's in this that I believe, again, we've just lost a little bit of that reflection, a little bit of what God is saying and then what we are desiring. It's a little bit off as, I'd probably even say we've been conditioned to say that's the only peace we want, is that peace is rest. Right, it's work is easy, family is no drama, right? Never traffic around, life is good, bank account's got some nice zeros in it, like, <sighs> peace, right? I, I think that, again, we, we're missing something that that is the, the lesser peace to what God is offering. It's just not the full picture. It's great, it's nice, it's good, but it is not all He has to offer, it's not the full picture of it. When, when Jesus says, I've come to bring peace, peace I will give you, peace I will leave with you. He's not just saying life easy, done, good. Right again, we know again another famous scripture of Jesus where he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We go, yes, easy, light. But we can't ignore the yoke, the pairing. And who are you connected to? Who are you partnered with? Do you have that shalom peace, that relationship with God? The peace between two individuals, the peace between me, the peace between God, that I've got peace because I know who He is. I think we go through life wanting that irene peace, that just rest and just exhale and easy without the shalom peace of Jesus, where it takes a relationship, where it takes knowing Him, being with Him. Again, Emmanuel, God with us. God with us everywhere we are. We, we treat peace as situational rather than relational. Right again, because what, what do your prayers look like? It's that Jesus, take me out of this place. Jesus, uh, remove me from the battle. Pick me up, take me away. I don't want to be in this. Again, so much of our, our prayers, we're going, Jesus, I need peace, so change the situation. Jesus, I need peace, so rescue me. Take me away, you know, float me away with some angel wings or something. See, but the peace of God is not what He does, but it's who He is. The peace of God is who He is, and again, Emmanuel, God with us, where He is, which is right by your side. No matter where you go, no matter where you are, we have that comfort. We have that peace of knowing the Creator of the universe, the everlasting Father, the mighty God, the wonderful Counselor, is by my side, is walking with me through it all. That's a big part of it, is that is what peace is, is He is with us. We can find that peace because we know who He is and where He is. Again, that, that scripture I talked about earlier where Jesus is promising this peace I leave with you, that's in the same scripture, the same breath, as He's saying, I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you an advocate, another something that is greater, someone that is greater. It's in the same thing. It's all about, I am with you, fear not. Fear not. 
We cannot separate the rest of peace without the relationship with the peace giver, without who he is. Because that's how we, we answer the tension. That's how we look at all these things. Of, well, how, can I, how can Jesus talk about peace and war? How can he talk about battles and calamities, but also rest? Well, it's that because he's saying that he's with us the whole time. It's that promise of, and God with us. You know, I was going through this, another quote I found stand out by Walter Elwell. It says that the nature of this gift of peace brought by Jesus may be easier to explain by stating what it is not. Isn't that just easier sometimes? It's like, let me just tell you what this isn't. It's not the end to tension. It's not an absence of warfare, domestic tranquility, nor anything like the worldly estimation of peace. Again, that's it. That's the lie of the world of just an easy life. Why don't you retire and sit back and do nothing and have no worries and have no drive and have no struggle or or strain or or push against some things because, hey, just sit back, float. But man, we know where the tide is going. The tide is not going towards Jesus. The tide never goes towards anything worth it in life. There are things we need to push for, things we need to strive for, things we should be chasing. And if I need to say the reminder, the Christian life is not about avoiding problems and avoiding challenge. The tide of, of rest and sit back and relax does not lead us towards the Great Commission. But that's something we need to choose every day, isn't that? In just our whole lives. Every day we have to choose, I will follow you, Jesus. We, don't, we, we can't lay on the cross like a boat and let it float to where it is. No, what does he say? Pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's, a yoke is for two oxen or animals or whatever and pairs them together to do farm things. You got, yeah, you, I don't know. I'll, I'll research it one day. I'll do a, a Bachelor of Agriculture at CHC. Maybe they offer that soon. <laughs> but it's, all, it's about going somewhere. It's about doing something because Jesus has a purpose for our lives. He has a calling for you to go out to the world and save the lost, to, to preach the good news, to, be, to show the hope and the light of Jesus. And that doesn't happen when we just sit back and do nothing. Because in, in all of those things, in, in the problems, in the warring, in the strife, That is where our families live. That is where our community lives. That is where people who have no hope live. And so we are called to go out there. We're called to be in the middle of it. Don't run away. Let that be my encouragement today. Don't run away from it. Don't run away from the calling or the tension or the, I don't want to have to talk to those people at the Christmas party. I don't want to have to be the good person at the family gathering this time. I just want to let it rip. No, no, no. I've got God with me though. And again, if, if peace is peace between two people, let it be a reflection of my peace with God to my peace to others. Let me show them the hope and the light of Christ. Not by asking to like, God, just remove me from the situation. God, just change it all. No, no, maybe I'm here for a reason. Maybe I've got the peace of God, the shalom peace of God to maybe help, again, be that reflection for the world, for them to see. Church, we can't give in to this lesser peace. Again, the temptation of just tranquil inertia, of just don't want to do anything, just want to have it easy, sleep around, just go around. You know, lack of responsibility is not real rest, church. It's not. It's living in a coma. It is. It's living in a spiritual coma. And the Bible warns against this. I don't want to be associated with the scripture where it says, arise, O sleeper. Come on, stand up. Arise, come up. 
uh, against the, the valley of dry bones. I don't want to be associated with those parts of Scripture where just the people of God were tired and snoozy and just not being active in where God was calling them to go. Because if you've even dabbled in this a little bit, of that desire for rest, again, you know, we've, we've all had those dreams, like, oh, I'll just, just want a cruisy job. Maybe I'll drive a truck. I don't know. That sounds easy. I'll, whatever. We've all got those things where we go one day just like, oh, I'd much rather just not. Again, we also know that, that, that it doesn't fulfill us. If you've taken, if you've gone down that path, you know it's not real rest. It's not real peace. It's, it's this counterfeit thing. It's not, again, the full picture. The, the message uh, translation has a paraphrase on that scripture of my yoke is easy, burden is light. It talks about come to me and find real rest. Because that's what it is. It's real rest in Jesus. Because again, you, we've done it before. We cut back from our commitments. We cut back from, from going to church, serving at church, leading a small group, uh, all these extra commitments. We still feel tired though, right? We, we, we've given up on those friends, but well, we still feel hurt. Again, just, just stopping back, just going back doesn't change anything. See, we cannot experience the restful peace of Jesus without the presence and relationship that he brings. Because essentially it's the, you know, the stop hitting yourself. Like we're, we're going out and doing all these human labors to find peace and all these ways that the world tells us to find peace and these things that, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do less extra things. I'll spend time with less people. I'll, I'll prioritize rest. I'll do all these things. And we're just like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Because, well, God, why aren't I experiencing peace? I'm doing the human labor, but I want the spiritual fruit. And, we're just, and then we keep getting frustrated to Jesus going, why is this not happening? Where is my Prince of Peace? And he says, you're not living in my kingdom. You're not doing the things that I have said will bring peace. Again, rest is not the full picture. You need that relationship with Him. Again, if we start focusing and looking at the shalom peace of Jesus, that He is with us, again, partnered, no matter the storm, no matter the war, no matter the battle that we are in, we've got the promise that He won't abandon us. We've got the promise that He won't forsake us. And we've probably even got the promise that that's exactly where I want you to be. Let's go storm hell. Come on, the battle is not a bad thing because we know who our victor is. It's not about avoiding the storm or hoping for less drama. Let your hope be in Jesus. Because when the devil tries to make you feel alone and abandoned and, oh, the, the war is raging around me and this is so hard and I don't think I can do it, in those moments, keep bringing it back to that hope we have in Him, that my peace is not found in my circumstance. It's not found in my situation. It's not found in my paycheck, my family status, my friends. All of a sudden, if, if our peace isn't in those things now, it's starting to sound like a peace beyond understanding, right? Peace beyond understanding. It can't just be in the things when life is a nice little neat box. But God has called us to go out. Come on, He came down from heaven to earth, born as a baby, sweet little baby Jesus. Come on, to die on a cross, to die for us, to pay the price for us, to be our redeemer, our saviour, our example. So then we can finish this work to see our world come to Christ, to see our world experience true peace, true rest. And yeah, that might mean we're going to be in the battle. Might mean, I don't know, it's going to be a bit harder. But again, that's not a sign to run. 
I love in most of the New Testament letters that Paul writes, as he's talking to Christians, talking to the church, teaching them about Jesus, he always gives a greeting of peace. But see, this greeting of peace, and I think he got it, is that this isn't just a wishful thinking of like, oh, peace be with you, as in like, I hope things go well, like hope you're well, as we say to people. It's not that. But it is a reminder of the gifts available in the present time through Christ to us. Peace be with you is not just a wishful thinking of going, well, I hope things go well. Peace be with you is a reminder that the Holy Spirit is with me, that God is with me, that He is inside of me, that He is the victor. Come on, He has overcome sin and death. So yeah, peace is with me because I know God is by my side and I know He's gonna help me overcome because I'm following where He's taking me. I'm following where He's calling me. Come on, choose peace. It's not peace or war, but it's peace in the middle of war. It's peace in the middle of family drama. It's peace in the middle of the the battle in your mind. It's peace in the middle of everything going, I can't do this exactly. Thankfully, God is with us, Emmanuel. Thankfully, He can. Come on, we've got to choose to lift our hands in the battle. Choose to surrender control to Him, calling to Him direction for next year. Maybe you're tossing up some decisions and you're stressed about, I don't know what to do. Maybe there's a a challenge from, from God. He's saying, hey, I want you to surrender control. I want you to listen to me instead of maybe the other voices around. Maybe even for you, you've never thought to pray for peace in your situation. Maybe your prayer life has been very, God, just take me out. Just remove me from this situation. Just fix it, take it away. Maybe he's calling you to start praying for peace in that situation. Maybe he doesn't want you to move yet. Maybe he doesn't want you to change yet. Maybe that's where he wants you to be. Maybe you are right where you are meant to be. Come on, not just chasing that irony peace, that rest, that, oh, just do nothing. But no, he's called you for a greater purpose and he's given us the peace to live with it, to deal with it. He's saying, come to me and find real rest. Come to me and find purpose. Come to me and find healing. What's that song we started church today with? In Jesus' name, there is healing. In Jesus' name, there is victory. In Jesus' name, we have these things, church. So come on, let us go to Him. Let us come to where He is to find that true peace. Come on, church, why don't we pray? Why don't don't we take a moment to Ask God for peace in our situation. God, I thank you that you are the bringer of peace. You are our Prince of Peace, that promise, God. We claim hold to that right now. That if we're in the middle of a storm, if we're caught in a mess, if there is battles and calamity around us, God, we look to you. We look to you who is standing sure and strong that you are our peace, that shalom peace of God, that relationship with you, knowing that you are with us. And God, that if you are with us, come on, what could come against us? God, we pray for your supernatural peace right now over our lives, our families. Lord, that as we've taken steps closer to you, if we've walked in your calling, God, let us be reminded right now, let that supernatural, that peace beyond understanding come over us right now that assurance that you are with us. God, that you are, we we remember this, that Jesus, you are our wonderful counsellor. God, you are our wonderful counsellor. 
that, that you are the counsel that we need. You don't surround yourselves with other opinions, but you, you give us everything, all the info that we need. You're our mighty God, that our hope is in a God that is mighty and strong, that sin and death are no longer too powerful. Come on, that we can overcome in your name. Now oh, that you're our everlasting Father. Your heart is for us, for every one of us. You're faithful, our guardian, our provider, our protector. That you are over us. Oh, that you are our Prince of Peace. Speaking to that deepest need inside of us. God, where our heart is crying out, let us realign to the, the truth of you to what you really do have for us, a peace beyond understanding, greater than we could ever ask or think or hope for. God, I thank you for the the mission that you have given to each and every single one of us. Oh God, let us see our, our, our city transformed. That as we reflect this peace that you have given us, that people just say there's something different about you. There's something different. God, let it be a reflection of you. Let it lead people to you. And right now as we're praying, if, if you don't have that shalom peace of God, that relationship with Him, maybe you've been chasing that restful peace, just the stopping. God is saying, don't stop. He's saying, don't give in. He's saying, come back to me. Come to me and find real rest. And if you feel you need to come back to that shalom, that relationship with God, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray with you as you say that moment with Him. So right now, just if, if you feel you need to come back to God, come to God, start that relationship that shalom peace with Him. I'd just love you to just raise your hand so I know who to pray for. And really, if if you feel you need that peace, why don't you just hold your hands out as we pray that the peace of God will come upon you. God, I thank You that peace is found in relationship with You. God, that we can never be too far away from You, too much sin, too much mistake, too much regret. Oh God, You wash us clean. God, all things are new in You and You call us to relationship with You. God, I thank You as people are making decisions right now, saying, God, I'm not chasing rest anymore. I'm not chasing ease anymore, but I'm chasing You. God, I am chasing You and all that You have for me. Oh God, I pray You reveal this week to them. Show them what real rest, real peace is like as they go out and follow Your commands and follow Your calling to be an example to this world, to show them the hope and light of Christ. God, we thank you in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.